Hello all and welcome to another episode of Grant Thornton's COVID-19 Technology and Life Sciences Series. Today we have with us the one and only Mr. Michael Cunningham, National Leader of Technology and Life Sciences. Hello, Michael. Hi, Brock. It's great to be back. Excellent. That's the spirit. Today we have an extra special episode with R&D expert and technology and life sciences partner, Savinda Heyer, joining us. Hello, Savinda. Hi, Brock. Hi, Michael. And hi, listeners. Okay, a quick recap for those joining us for the first time. The modus operandi has been to respond to weekly hot issues that have resulted from the impact of COVID-19. The series started with discussions centred on going concern and funding, and in those sessions we briefly touched on the R&D incentive scheme, which has and remains a critical driver of innovation in the Australian economy. Savinda, if you could give us a quick snapshot, that would be super. No problem, Brock. The R&D tax incentive scheme is designed to encourage small and large businesses to conduct R&D, and it does this through a tax offset mechanism. The tax offset is greater than the company tax rate, hence the incentive element. In 2018, approximately 13,000 Australian companies registered to claim R&D, which equates to about $3 billion of rebates um, received. The program is jointly administered by the ATO and Oz Industry. You mentioned the size of the companies. How does that impact the application of the program? It's pretty straightforward, Brock. Companies with an aggregated turnover of under 20 million can receive cash refunds of up to 43.5 cents in the dollar if they're in tax losses. Those companies with a turnover of greater than 20 million can earn a tax offset of 38.5 cents in the dollar. So of the 13,000 companies that claimed R&D in 2018, around 10,000 were claiming the refundable tax offset. Okay, so companies under 20 million making a loss can generate a cash refund. Spot on. Let me quickly throw to Michael, as we don't want to want you to upstage you too much. Michael, for companies hearing this, what do they need to do? <laughs> Thanks, Brock. There are a few critical administrative issues. Uh, one of the most important is to ensure that the company is registered within 10 months of the financial year end to be able to lodge a claim. And equally as important is that the supporting documentation to support the claim is collated, it's clear, and it's retained. That's helpful. For companies listening who haven't previously accessed the program, for those more familiar with the program, it would be great to understand the interplay between COVID and the R&D incentive scheme in more detail, as I think it's the best way to stay away from the technical elements of what needs to occur. Agree, and do let me know if I go into too much detail. No problem. So the, the federal and state governments um, in, in March obviously announced a, a range of measures to help companies through the, the COVID crisis. So the federal government introduced instant and accelerated tax deductions for assets. Now you have to remember that there are two different varied provisions. The first is the better building investments, which notes you can get an R&D uplift on your accelerated depreciation. With the instant asset write-off, that's the 150K one. If it's related to R&D, companies really need to take care on the treatment of that because sometimes it falls out of R&D and you really should get some advice on it. Um, the other programs were, of course, Cash Boost and JobKeeper. Now, the jury's still out as to whether these need to be backed out of R&D claims and we're hopeful for guidance from the ATO soon. In terms of the state-based incentives, e.g. the payroll tax and the grants, uh, 
that's going to be like a case-by-case -case scenario of understanding what the mechanism is and determining the R&D tax treatment after that. Savinda, Savinda, that's a lot to digest with so much going on. Please, do we have any deadline relief? We, we certainly do, Brock. Um, as Michael mentioned, companies have 10 months from year end to lodge their R&D claim. So for 30 June 2019 companies, that was 30 April 2020, this has been extended now to September 2020, so an additional five months. If you go to the Oz Industry website, there's further advice for non-June balances for lodgement extension. So best to go there. Excellent. Michael, looking at the big picture, any observations? Yes, Brock. I think the ingenuity of Australian companies came to the fore in this crisis. For example, businesses pivoting to make hand sanitizers and ventilators to support people affected in the crisis. However, they still need to make sure that the eligibility rules of what is an R&D activity is applied before making any claim. Thanks, Michael. Savinda, so, what else should companies be thinking about? Um, right now, three things. The first of this is the proposed changes to the legislation. So this has been um, going for, for a while, but, but the headline changes are an introduction of a cap on the cash refund to $4 million. Um, and for those companies that are above the, the $20 million threshold, moving away from a volume-based 38.5% tax offset to one where the tax offset is determined by your R&D intensity. Now, that gets really complicated, but the thing people should know is that the base rate would drop to 4.5% for those um, non-refundable companies. On Monday, uh, there were Senate hearings on the proposed changes. And I've got to say, Brock, on the basis of those hearings and the submissions made, there does not appear to be support for the changes from the, the, from the business community. One sleeper issue which has come to the fore is that if the bill is passed in its current form, that it will apply from 1 July 2019. So that's to the FY20 financial year. The two other bits are regulator activity. So the ATO has just again recently released areas of interest and, and R&D is one of those. So very interested in how claims are being supported. So again, back to Michael's point of being clear on your documentation and how it supports. We've also had um, some AAT decisions on whether companies were in fact eligible to, to claim R&D. And again, companies should make themselves aware of those decisions and their impact that that could have on their claims going forward. Michael? Yeah, thanks, Binda. I'd like, just like to reiterate what a valuable program it is, having supported many great Australian technology and life sciences companies to develop ideas which are really world leading and which are on the cusp of being commercialised. It's also attracted overseas companies to come here, which is great for jobs and opportunities to develop our people in, this, in these sectors. And as we hear from our government, the path out of COVID requires there to be growth. And critical to this will be that overused word, innovation. Now, not all innovation you do is going to get you the R&D tax offset or credit, but looking for a stable program to give companies confidence to tackle projects and ideas of which their success is uncertain. Thanks to both of you today.
there's a lot to digest and I know we've only scratched the surface. If people would like to make contact with each of you directly, how should they go about that? Yeah, look, more than happy to receive a call or an email or, or a message message via LinkedIn. Yeah, likewise, feel free to reach out to anyone at the firm or the technology and life sciences team. Okay, looks like we're about out of time. I should again remind our listeners of Grant Thornton's dedicated COVID-19 page. Thanks for listening and encourage everyone to like and share today's and other podcasts. And of course, feel free to send us a note regarding any topics that may interest you. For now, goodbye and cue the music.